0: Beb is right! <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number one hundred and eighty-nine, can that be right? Of Grumpy Old Ben's for Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of Middle America, just outside of Chirac, where when the audio software doesn't want to work, ah, you just keep kicking it. And from America's
1: Left Coast, where tents on the sidewalk and permanent RVs are totally cool, but concrete is now illegal. I'm Ryan Bemrose. Wait, what do you what do you mean concrete's illegal? Uh, that, that's my first local story. Seattle times wrote this one. Uh, the city of Seattle are losing their minds because local homeowners are putting ecology blocks on the uh, public street in order to prevent people from just parking RVs there for months at a time.
0: Oh, so it's to keep the uh, parking spaces clear in front of their homes.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's the homeless because the homeless are, you know, not all homeless are in tents. Uh, Some homeless own an RV, but not a house. So they live in their RV and uh, they drive around the city looking for free parking. And some of them don't maintain their living space all that well. So there'll be a, you know, right in front of, if if you're a business owner and you've got right in front of your business, an RV that is uh, literally crumbling. um, You know, sometimes it's on blocks. Sometimes they clearly don't even drive, even though they're legally required to be drivable and move every three days. And, uh, you know, some of them, it says, uh, uh, will have trash all around the RV and start attracting rats. And this is out in front of your business. <laughs> well, and I don't want that in front of my business or my house. City law is that you can't, you know, these large vehicles, uh, must be parked either in a private driveway, or if they're parked on the public street, it has to be in a zoned industrial zone and it has to move every three days. And some of them don't move at all. Or, or, you know, the. Person will park it for three days and then swap spots with another RV user for three more days and then swap back or something just to get around the law. But um, some business owners have decided they're not real thrilled with this, and so uh, during these parking spot swaps, or uh, more often, right when the the city every once in a while comes through and says, "Can you please move your RVs so we can run the street sweeper over your giant trash pile?" Um, and when they all move the RVs, the business owners or or some anonymous persons will come in and drop ecology blocks on the street just far enough apart that a normal car can fit, but not an RV.
0: Well, that makes sense to me. But uh, the laws, as they're being enforced, makes very little sense. There are a lot of businesses before the huge homeless problem that we have now. We're okay with the parking, especially places like Walmart, anything that's open 24 hours until their parking lot started getting overwhelmed. And, you know, you basically have people living there.
1: Walmart around here has huge parking lots. And I've seen places where literally a third of the parking lot is RVs that are obviously deployed like a, like an RV campground.
0: Right. Like, oh yeah, they're not going anywhere. This isn't just temporary. This isn't just overnight. Yeah, they're not just picking up groceries. They live there. Yeah. I mean, which is very convenient to get to the store when you live at the store. I I imagine that's true. I mean, you've You've seen these stories where, you know, somebody's living in like a sporting goods store in a tent because nobody realized they're living in the sporting goods (laughs) store in a tent. You know, I mean. I've heard that one. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's a there is a homeless problem issue. And this, again, is the liberal mindset that the best thing you could do for these folks is ignore them and let them do whatever they want to do. And that is not helpful.
1: I pulled a a great quote from one of the homeless advocates who's who's complaining about these horrible business owners because, of course, it turns out that dropping concrete blocks in the middle of a public street, technically not legal. Which I could see. But, of course, nobody's willing to fess up. Blocks all appear in front of a particular business and the enforcement people go in and be like, hey, did you put these there? I don't know. Never seen him before. Right. Nope. <laughs> Not mine. But uh, the, the quote from the homeless advocate who was one of the only people the Seattle Times decided to interview was, uh, quote, the new mayor ran on a law and order platform, and this is the law. We find it to be hypocritical that they let get businesses get away with this. Yeah. And, and what about blocking sidewalks, dumping trash in the streets, attracting rats, starting campfires under freeways, which, by the way, fucks up the concrete? The city doesn't seem to care about those laws either. So they're being consistent.
0: The concept that businesses shouldn't be concerned about their employees or the people that are coming to their business to do business is idiotic because most of these people that are doing this stuff are committing crimes. They're not just like, oh, I'm fine. I'm homeless, but I'm not on drugs. I'm not laying in front of your store passed out. I'm not defecating on your sidewalk. That's the rarity now. The norm is, yeah, we're just taking a shit wherever we want. We're just, you know, we want to shoot up. We'll do it in your doorway. And if you try to move them out of the way, well, then you're the hateful asshole. It's like, no, sorry. I'm I'm not going to jump out and say that the majority are like that,
1: but there are There are some like that, and you don't always know who they are, and that means that walking downtown is a little bit sketchy, even in broad
0: daylight. No kidding. I just covered on Random Thoughts, spelled with R-A-N-D-U-M-B, in 2021, the city of Chicago had 760-something thousand, if I'm remembering correctly, priority Nine one one calls, which means this was for good stuff.
1: Good stuff like uh,
0: murders, right? Rapes, you know, rapes right? Oh. Those kind of things yeah. that you, would the, the want, kind of stuff that we really enjoy in a city. The ones that you would want there to be a police officer dispatched to. Oh yes, seven hundred when, when seconds count. Right, the police will well seven hundred and sixty something thousand f- phone calls to nine one one. Do you know how many went unanswered because they didn't have personnel to cover? Seven hundred forty thousand close 406,000 out of 706. Wow, that's still more than half. Yes. So I mean these are your chances now in the city of Chicago. Hey getting shot getting raped Well, you have a 50-50 chance the cops might show up at some point. Yeah at some point at some point. Yeah it's not going to be quick there's a really I mean I, yeah. hours later sometimes. Uh-huh.
1: I mean and this yeah, is like, you, like, wonder like why. I was like the quote I was leading into when seconds count the cops are minutes away.
0: Yes which is Four why hours. you have to take care of yourself.
1: Um, oh, I, I had one more thing on the Seattle story, which is there was one nice, juicy bit of hypocrisy. Uh, one of the companies that has been warned several times and yet still puts out the ecology blocks in front of their business is a place called Fremont Brewing. It's a brewery. I approve of that, but it's owned by a Seattle City Council member.
0: No, when they're doing the bad thing. Well, no, no, they they actually have no idea how those blocks keep getting there. It's just a concerned citizen.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Actually, it's probably one of the homeless people dragging the blocks in place.
0: Trying to maybe they're just trying, trying to build a new home. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a like a couch fort, but with concrete. Yeah, the homeless problem is real, and there are some people that just don't want help, and those are usually those who are on drugs and don't want to do anything but keep doing the drugs. For the people that do want help, you have to have a system in place to take care of that. And letting them just stay on the street, certainly not doing that, letting them interfere with business. Just the whole concept, again, of we're not enforcing the laws because the people that are breaking the law, it's inconvenient to do it. That's not the narrative we want. They're really the victims here. It's not even convenience. It's ideology. Well, right. Which is funny that did you see the story that the mayor of Washington, D.C., now that. There are planes and buses full of migrants that had come over the border in Texas and Arizona that the nice people in Texas and Arizona went, hey, you know what? We've got a bus or a plane or a train for you to get to Washington, D.C. right here. So I, I heard this mentioned on no agenda, but tell me the details. Well, the mayor of Washington, D.C. now, I mean, the same mayor that didn't want the National the, Guard the, for January 6 because of the optics it isn't.
1: Isn't that the one that was named for the, the Mario villain uh,
0: with the uh, Bowser? Yeah. She's got a funny name. Yeah. Okay. But she wants the national guard because, Oh my God, they're sending migrants to our front door. And it's like, what the fuck do you think is going on in like, Texas lady? Yeah. Imagine how people in Arizona feel. Yes. It's like, this is the hypocritical. You assholes in Washington, D.C. are like, no, open border. You're racist if you don't want an open border. You send in the migrants to Washington, D.C., and they're like, send in the National Guard.
1: So what you're saying is that busing these people to Washington, D.C., it worked. Yeah. And
0: and more importantly, it should keep up. (laughs) Well, the reality is who can handle an influx? And we're talking millions of people this year coming in. Who better to handle the influx in the big city? Do you really think the small border towns can handle that? No. But Washington, D.C., Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, send them all to the big cities because that is the liberal assholes that are in those cities that want all of this to come in over the border. Let them handle it. And then they cry that they can't handle it. But it's like, well, then you're being very hypocritical yeah. if you think Texas and Arizona should be able to handle it. Wait, the left hypocritical? I say it ain't so. It's such a surprise, isn't it?
1: What, what a surprise to encounter, know that there are nimbys there too.
0: It's unbelievable.
1: It really is. Like, no, really, we want we want all these people to come in someone else's town and then vote the same way we do.
0: Yeah, that's why Nancy Pelosi has a fence up around her house. She don't. Oh, she don't want, oh. the, she don't okay. want the homeless so in her might- house. Absolute
1: favorite meme of the last two days was one that said, uh, China retaliates against the United States for letting Pelosi visit Taiwan by allowing Pelosi to return home safely.
0: Yeah, that was an onion article. That was it, yeah. Onion. (laughs) That can't be the onion. The onion hasn't been funny in five years. I know. I was surprised too. It was like, yes, there that's that's how you punish America. You let Nancy get home safely this we're going to shoot I mean, really it was like oh you're going to shoot her plane down oh yeah oh let's go yeah, ahead please. Nancy. yeah <laughs> go ahead go take take that shot that'd be fun i mean really did would you want world war three though to start over uh nancy pelosi i mean the biden administration seems
1: hell-bent on starting world war three over some stupid reason we might as well lose a douchebag per, uh, elite for it anyway yeah.
0: well i mean i thought it was funny that the white house Which, you know, whoever's got their hands up Joey's ass, because we know he's not the one writing any of it. That he any word he says is not originally thought by him. Whoever is running that was like, no, no, everything's the same with China. We're not oh no, no, Taiwan, we know Taiwan's a part of China. We're not trying to change that. We're not trying no, we're not we're not even sure why Nancy's going there. Nope, we didn't authorize Nancy to go there. And of course this makes us look like complete and utter fools because you hear you have Like they need more help. True. But I mean, technically, Nancy Pelosi should be listening to Joe Biden. He is allegedly (laughs) the guy in control of their party. And does she look like does he look like her bartender? That's the only person
1: I think she listens to these days.
0: Probably or her husband's DUI lawyer. Um, And I'm not going to say that there was any combination of uh, or any correlation there, I should say, in the fact that Taiwan is very closely related as is China overall to computer chips. And her husband just bought millions of dollars worth of stock in uh, different chip companies. No, that can't. There's some way that these people got rich and I can't figure there's, out how it is. There's gambling going on around here. I think so. There's a lot of gambling going on. <laughs> it's actually it's not gambling. It's a sure thing. They
1: can make sure of that.
0: Yeah. You know, so, so I mean, really, that's because otherwise what is Nancy Pelosi spending a few hours in Taiwan? going to do really well it apparently annoyed a lot of taiwanese protesters well and the china well majorly because now china's like well we're going to start setting bombs and doing military exercises right around the island there for a few days and see how you like that
1: oh yeah yeah that'll be real entertaining lots of posturing on both sides it's always fun
0: to see what comes of that kind of stuff
1: It's, it's i mean you know G is is playing, you know, five D chess with Biden, and Biden is licking the pieces and sticking them up his nose.
0: <laughs> well, this is it. The United States kind of needs, at this point, China's help in providing, you know, all of the chips into yeah, the cars you know the and phones and everything that people use here daily.
1: Yeah, how crazy would it be if they started selling a model of car that didn't have a thousand chips in it?
0: Would be nice. I'd buy that. They're also kind of relying on China to be their helper when it comes to Russia and Ukraine and we know that that's barely happening at this point where yeah i'm not really seeing how the where the incentive is for them on that no i mean i think china and russia at this point if anything this whole pelosi visit could just crash everything down to the point of uh, you know a no turn back situation which i mean i think we're probably ticking towards that anyway but the United States, I think, needs China more than vice versa. What was what was that? Was that a I, heard I something. think they're coming to Jesus s- s- I, Are they the coming to take you away. The
1: helicopter just went about 200 feet over my house. Oh, that's what that
0: was. I mean, it sounded like <laughs> literally it kind of sounded like an industrial fan all of a sudden turned down about three <laughs> feet away from your face.
1: No, I think they're they're coming to bomb me. That was the drone coming in.
0: Uh, yeah, I've we got about a 10 live, seconds We're live report here from Ryan Bemrose Just outside of Seattle Where uh, he's being strafed by a black helicopter Ryan is everything alright? Silence right, is, <laughs> I think we would hear a big boom first Before the <laughs> silence Maybe a little crackle And then we, we've lost We've lost Ryan Bemrose <laughs> Yeah No I mean just the connection He'll be back don't worry Oh dang yeah, so that's a, that was a I low, voted. low copter. Wait, you had an, you had an election and people vote in your area. I mean, I thought they just do that for no. you. Uh, we don't know for sure, because, of
1: course, there is no transparency into Washington state's all male ballot system.
0: Wait, what about the females then? No, no, they haven't. The 19th Amendment hasn't got this far west yet. <laughs> we haven't figured that. We'll see. That might be better.
1: They're they're actually working in the other direction. They're talking about removing the rights of whites to vote. Well, you you should because white people are bad.
0: White I people just, are the
1: oppressors. I just made that up, but I would be surprised if there isn't somebody in Olympia thinking
0: of that. Well, yeah, read the city charter. There's something in there that says that in Seattle. Yeah, white so, people bad. Uh, I, I went ahead and uh, you know the the
1: it was the primary. The primaries are always by far the most entertaining of the elections because the people that that get in are not always highly qualified, but often are highly entertaining. So um, I went ahead just for the purpose of show content and pulled a few quotes and bits of information out of the voters guide that, that I want to share with you, if that's all right.
0: Yes. Well, I think these are tips that could probably enrich everybody's lives. So there was, of course, the the long list of people who are
1: like, you know, voting for the Washington Legislative District 41, uh, who says, um, I promise if I get elected to the state legislature that I will fix inflation and gas prices, shit like that. For the country? <laughs> be, because, of course, you know why? Well, good luck. That's all I'm saying. If you can, I'll be really
0: impressed. Well, what um, they, but yeah, but see, here's the thing. When this is done on a local level, what they mean is. Take more tax money from the rich and give it to the poor.
1: No, that's not how it works in the left. It, it's take more tax money from everybody, everybody and give it to the politicians.
0: And then give it to Right. You're absolutely right. Don't give any of that back to the people you're getting it from.
1: No, no. And, you know, sometimes you give it to the people who donated to the political campaigns, like, you know, awarding really big contracts to a company that might have donated to you during your primary, et cetera. Uh, there was another, uh, let's see some of the quotes I'm going to go through real quick. Uh, there was a Senate candidate who says, I promise members of Congress or their significant others will not be permitted to own individual stocks.
0: That, yeah. Uh, good luck. Well, yeah, there, you can't do it with the spouse. I mean, it's already done for the, which is why when they you ask can not do that Pelosi, as a freshman congressman period. Yeah. Well, that's absolutely <laughs> true too. That's kind of reaching above your pay grade. And there um, are laws in place that say the, you can't, own the individual but your spouse can and they're never going to take that away because then where do you really and that's i think rightfully so because then it's like okay if you say nancy pelosi's husband can't own the stock just using her as an example well then what about her kids because you're going to say then they can't own stock and what about their I, I, kids and what about her and,
1: yeah what about her close friends what about right, her aides what right. about her aides spouses they, yeah so it's they a, can it's always a, find somebody to get around that there's
0: always a loophole
1: yeah uh let's see uh quote, As a Democrat, I always have the interests of the people at heart because I truly believe that democracy is the best form of government for all the people across this earth.
0: Good thing we don't have democracy in the United States of America. (laughs) A good thing we don't have a democracy across the entire earth. Well, they want one world order, baby. Klaus Schwab wants us all to come together, man. (laughs) So, as a Democrat, I'm a globalist. Yeah, okay. They're finally telling the
1: truth. Uh, see, there was a. one, oh, this one is a weird reversal. Uh, one of the candidates, uh, was, uh, it, he's an electrician and he, uh, made a big Shocking. deal of, well, about the fact, yeah, thanks. <laughs> made a big deal about the fact that he's a union guy and a proud union guy and he supports unions and, and his slogan is send a union electrician to help rewire Olympia. And, uh, another, another, Point that he makes is uh, labor is the backbone of every community. We need strong labor unions, etc. And uh, he's a Republican. It says paid for by the Washington State Republican Party.
0: Wait, you have one switch.
1: of those. No, I don't. I'm not convinced they do, but somebody's calling them that.
0: Well, so you have uh, to, yeah, you have to pretend to be something.
1: And then there were the ones that entertained me a little bit more, like one candidate who promised, "quote to make C span more entertaining." And to bring back Washington's
0: orca from Florida. Okay, one, people are going, What's C SPAN? <laughs> because really, uh, now you want to do one of these man on the street things, go to any local high school or college, anywhere, but do it in Seattle, in the area there, and be like, Hey, do you know what C SPAN is? People will be like, "Uh."
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh- here, here was a fun quote from uh, one of the candidate statements. I am not trying to win, but to use the voters' pamphlet to attract viewers to posts on my blog.
0: Oh, dude, this would have been a way to get people to listen to the podcast. I know. I wish I'd
1: run for Secretary of State or something just to you'd be like, yeah, listen to Grumpy Old Ben's. Right.
0: I'm not. I'm not <laughs> interested in winning this election at all. But I have a podcast, so listen to that. And uh, then there I was, won't.
1: There, there was one candidate uh, who. Yeah. Okay. So when when candidates submit, they actually can put in their own free form text field for what party they choose. It's not a a, a drop down or anything. And so a lot of them will say things like, "There was one person who put down JFK Republicans. Um, There were a couple who said MAGA Republicans, but uh, there was one that said uh, the uh, Infinite One Party." And the entire statement, which I could read to you, but I it'd be a little long but it was nothing but a long prayer to the infinite oneness and how all things male and female are a reflection of our inner turmoil and stuff like that. It had nothing to do with politics. It was just somebody writing this in the voters pamphlet.
0: Well, this is because they're required by law. I'm guessing do whatever you put in there goes out in the pamphlet to everybody.
1: That's why the primary is so entertaining. If you pay your filing fee, you can write
0: anything you want and they got to print it. This is just like a community newsletter. What is that filing fee and when is the next election? We can be ready for this.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Let's see. There was uh, one candidate. uh, The guy who was, in fact, endorsed by the Washington Democrat Party said, uh, Western Washington is vulnerable to rising seas. Nope. forest fires. Yeah. And increasingly severe heat waves. Not really. Um. Congress must codify Roe and protect bodily autonomy. So I guess if this guy gets uh, elected, no more vax mandates, right? No. Uh, and he's all about expanding the Supreme Court. These were all things that uh, the Green New Deal candidate, he called himself, um, he was endorsed by the Democratic Party because why not? You know, let's go all in on craziness. But vulnerable to rising seas, I... Right now, I'm sitting about a half mile from not uh, not the ocean, but from Puget Sound, from the sea. It's saltwater. I am at about 400 feet elevation. We do not have the long sloping shores that a foot level of sea rise is going to inundate entire towns. No, um, uh, 200 feet of sea rise. And uh, you've taken out a street or two. <laughs> I, it, no, we're not. Even if the ocean were coming up, which is bullshit, we're not vulnerable to rising seas. The East Coast is vulnerable to rising seas. The Gulf Coast is vulnerable to rising seas. We're not vulnerable here. (laughs) We've got
0: geography. Well, because people don't understand the science, even though they'll tell you the science is important. These are the same ones when Hawaii had those big waves that there was a bunch of video from a wedding that went viral. They're like, oh, we have to talk about global warming and the sea rising. It's like, this was all due to a fucking hurricane, dumbass. This had nothing to do with the level of the ocean rising. This was caused by a storm, which have been happening for millennia and will continue to happen. But remember, weather is climate when it supports the narrative. Right. Until it's not. (laughs) And then nobody wants to talk about the fact that we had an ice age at one point and we had warm spots and then... It's gone back and forth. And we had the other day, man, we had the shortest day in history. We're, this all has to be. Oh, I did read man. that
1: one. Yeah. We did just come out of an ice age, by the way. Did we? Which is why, which is why we've had a hundred years of warming because for 300 years before
0: that we were in fact in an ice age, but, but this yeah. is all man-made. This is the only reason we're heating up. Yeah. Not that we're getting closer to the sun. Not that the sun is more active. Nobody ever. And this is where everybody loses me on the global warming arguments from the left, nobody ever even discusses that the sun is a thing. And that's a little little bit of a big deal deal breaker for me. Admittedly, it's hard to see, (laughs) especially at night. Maybe. Well, yeah, (laughs) it gets dark. It's like I have a little, uh, I mean, I don't even know if the people that are arguing for global warming on the left realize that if the sun extinguishes tomorrow, the earth is going to get very cold very fast. Yeah, we'll,
1: we'll if the sun, if the sun loses 5% of its output, we're going to want all the greenhouse gases we can possibly get. Hell
0: yeah, we're going to be spraying those aerosols into the atmosphere to protect ourselves. We're, we're going to be aerosolizing Bill Gates
1: and spraying <laughs> him into the atmosphere.
0: That's not a bad idea. We could try that now. I don't know how effective it would be, but man, it would feel good. It would feel fun. Uh,
1: OK, how about uh, the candidate who says the only way to fix the economy is with Bitcoin? Oh, this sounds like the, uh, the I'm nice. not even sure he's wrong, but I was surprised <laughs> to see that in the voters pamphlet.
0: Well, that was what um, El Salvador, though. They tried that and then Bitcoin crashed and now they're fucked.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are there are a lot of details that can come back to bite you with this plan. But but don't worry, he's thought through the details. Here's another quote from his statement. We need more STEM leadership. The Internet's TCP IP accelerates the velocity of data. Bitcoin's BTCLN accelerates the digital transformation of science, technology, engineering and math.
0: Sure, it does. What
1: the fuck does that mean? Accelerates the velocity of data.
0: If it weren't for my horse, I would have never spent I, that year in college.
1: I, I Yeah, exactly. My brain just cut like TCP IP. The reason. We have TCP/IP is because it accelerates the velocity of data. Did they teach you
0: that in in dude named Ben's school? <laughs> there was probably a pamphlet that he got in the mail when he was going to vote on something. He read it in last year's pamphlet. Ah, uh, but the whole Bitcoin thing is interesting because to me, wouldn't the whole world going to a shared form of currency be a very big step towards one world governing, which the people that are on the one side really don't want
1: well it it would kind of it the reason that it's not is because decentralization uh if if there was if if somebody were able to move everybody to bitcoin and then centralize bitcoin under one bit of control then that would be a one world government but as long as it's decentralized Then no, it can't be one world government. It's just globalization, which is is global trade. It brings everybody close together, and frankly, the more we trade with each other, the less we're fighting each other.
0: Well, right, because unless you're Biden,
1: in which case you can do
0: both. Right? Yeah, because you know, hey, if I'm buying all of my wheat from the United States, then I really don't want to bomb the United States. I need them. Yeah, pretty much.
1: It's pretty well known. It's the reason why. for the most part, we haven't had uh, any large wars in 40 years or uh, 80 years. It's because globalization, everybody started trading with everybody. And now, yeah, you don't you don't really want to kill people who are giving
0: you goods and services for profit. Well, and the other thing is that you're right. You're relying on everybody. You need them for something or to sell them something. I mean, everybody wants a mark. So, I mean, you, that's why you want Biden. Because he'll buy anything from anybody, so then you're happy to have him. Be I thought a... the reason we wanted Biden is so we don't have to put up with Harris. <laughs> well, this is uh, there's a lot of people who don't think Biden's going to make his whole term. Which, well, if you want to talk about entertaining, I think that is going to be quite entertaining because Kamala Harris cannot speak to save her life and cannot make a straight point to save her life. As podcasters, if, I know. If every mad now cackling and then, was a point. Well, yeah. I mean, as podcasters, we all know that sometimes we got a point and we're ready and we're starting down that path to taking that point and telling people about it. And about a third of the way down that path, we go, what the fuck were we just saying? I do that all the time. I
1: just (laughs) never stop talking and then I fake my way through it. It works really well.
0: Most of us get it back, though. Most of us then can realize that, oh, okay. here's the path I was on. Great. I'm back. Kamala has never once found the path that she was on. never was, which is almost you, unbelievable. You're making a big assumption thinking that there's a path in there. <laughs> right.
1: Well, maybe that's no. That, that She's not just wandering around in a meadow, staring at the butterflies
0: in, in her head. She did a little too much of the marijuana that she put other people in jail for.
1: Okay. So I saved the, the best the
0: best voters pamphlet thing for last. And this uh, is who you were going to vote for then, obviously.
1: Actually, I, well, I'm not going to con- because I don't want to talk about who I voted for. I'm not actually going to confirm that I voted for this guy, but let's just say he deserved my vote. Um, There were eight candidates for the secretary of state position. That's because uh, the secretary of state we've had for years and years, a person by the name of Kim Wyman ended up leaving and going off to the Biden administration. And uh, it's always been kind of a nonpartisan, uh, uh, position, given that the most important thing the Secretary of State does is run the elections, it's helpful for it to be nonpartisan. Well they give drivers so, too, right? And so, of course, to fill the position when Kim Wyman left, uh Jay Inslee appointed a hardcore Democrat. Uh because of course he would. Well there are sense. eight there are eight candidates on the ballot. The Inslee appointee who's never been elected to anything, um there are six people, all of whom have almost exactly identical statements, talking about how they're going to bring confidence back to elections and election integrity, and we, we we need to have confidence in our voting system, et cetera, et cetera. The kind of thing you'd expect somebody running for that position to talk about. But it's funny how all of them were basically exactly the same. They had different qualifications, whatever. But this one guy, his statement is gold, and I'm gonna read it to you. For those unaware, China is assembling a security pact in the Pacific. This amounts to a series of gas stations for their 350-ship Navy, 80-ship maritime militia, and any aircraft and small craft imaginable. They also have Guadalcanal. They also have 100 tankers and 400 container ships or temporary Hilo troop ships. So if certain dominoes fall certain ways, we could have half a million Chinese troops in western Washington, where there is a huge anchorage and ready protection from our army provided by mountains, deserts, and rivers. If this comes even close to happening, we will already have had a bad day. Long before then, I want the military to recon the place hard and think about what to do with that much trouble. China's move is not so much new as next. Part and parcel to the happenings in Ukraine. You don't need ESP to see war clouds gathering. We must get our supply chain out of their country. That won't happen by itself. Then there are the Republicans. I think free states should sue the slave states to have a free and fair election in the United States it must be free and fair in every state did you follow all that all i heard was
0: the chinese are coming the chinese are coming which is a great qualification for being secretary of state i'm going to let you know i mean for them to be able to get you a driver's license and uh yeah that's what you need so, to have <laughs> so that was that was this guy's statement i mean to be fair uh, the chinese cannot fucking drive so there you go you need this guy in the dmv in in the resume section uh, under education,
1: he says certain people have made sure I got one. And uh, under community service, which is my favorite point, he says five times on the ballot just to embarrass the politicos out of arresting me for talking to them about the transit they sabotaged. Abusing of or abuse of process is a thing. The hardest place I've ever had to li- been, but I can't even read. I don't think this is grammar. It's probably not. Yeah. He says, I'd still be there if the police chief hadn't suggested I leave town. So bad eye or not, I bought a car and a house and left. It's a great pleasure to live among civilized people again. Yeah, these
0: elections are interesting. I'll give you that.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. That that guy is a fucking rock star.
0: He deserves your vote. Now you know what everybody's doing with their time when these uh, pamphlets are going out. And then people I, the people still don't vote. That's the beauty of it. What is the turnout? You in? don't have to vote to appreciate some of this
1: shit in this voters pamphlet is all I'm saying. This was entertainment.
0: Well, it is. It is good entertainment. The Chinese are coming, of course. Who doesn't see the war clouds? I mean, and I there was. I, this there was, was the first time hearing that anybody thinks the Chinese are literally going to be landing on our shores.
1: I, I mean, if. If they were inclined to do it, not that I see any evidence of that. um, Western Washington is a pretty good place to occupy for exactly the reasons outlined.
0: It's pretty easy to defend and has really ready access to air and water ports. And I would really enjoy the Chinese food if they would stop with the fucking MSG.
1: Yeah. And uh, I authentic Chinese food is actually pretty good. The
0: American Chinese food is always like just sugar and shortening. Oh yeah. That's why like you've got the, uh, General Sao's chicken. I'd throw sugar at it. Yeah. I bought some spicy.
1: Every Chinese place. And and if you talk to the chefs, especially the ones who came in over from China, they're like, I have to put General Sao's chicken on the menu because everybody orders it. But it's not Chinese.
0: No, it is Americanized, which is a lot of the Mexican food the same way, Italian food the same way. It's all sure. just gets fucked up. And the authentic stuff is, almost and you know what I have better. to say? To the gatekeepers, fuck you, it's food. I'll order it if I want. No shit. No, you're (laughs) culturally appropriating. No, I brought some uh, just a spicy tomato soup. I think it was a progresso soup and was looking at the ingredients and sugar is an ingredient. It's like, why the fuck do you need sugar in a tomato soup? It's American food. Uh
1: Everything has added sugar.
0: This is scary, too. This is why there are so many problems. It's like, wow, why am I having trouble losing weight? All I'm having is tomato soup for lunch. And it's like, yeah, you're sucking on fucking sugar. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, damn, man.
1: That's that's why I prefer the all meat diet that can't afford the all meat
0: diet, but I definitely prefer it. Well, you can afford it for a short period of time. And then uh, like one day. Yeah. The prices have all gone up, but that gets you your protein. And um, I mean, you probably should have a maybe a vegetable here and there, maybe a piece of fruit. We had a pink pineapple the other day. It was fucking delightful. I'm sure it wasn't necessarily healthy, although I think it's way healthier than, you know, having a chocolate bar or something. I there, there are a few things that aren't. This is true. This is absolutely true. Baron Spud the Mighty
1: in the troll room says, If the CCP wants Seattle and Portland, I say let them have it. And you make a good argument, except that I'm
0: here. (laughs) Well, you have an escape route. I mean, you would see them coming, right? I mean, it's not like you would just wake up. Well, maybe that would be even funnier. What, through the clouds? Yeah. You wake up one morning and you're like, Well, everybody seems a little more Chinese around here all of a sudden.
1: (laughs) It's too late for that. We've been there for a
0: while. Oh, so they're already there.
1: Oh, yes. It's. Damn. That and Californians, damn! Those of us who were born in this state are actually a
0: severe minority. <laughs> Everybody was they come for the beautiful weather.
1: Even even my brother was not born in this state. I mean, really? we lived in this state, but the hospital he was born in was in Portland.
0: Oh, he's one of those.
1: Yeah, one of those. The instructions—the last thing I had for uh, the voting was the instructions on the voting card, which said, uh, and I just had to pull this out. Well, it said. It actually said the first thing listed was vote early to ensure your vote will be counted as part of an election
0: night results. Did that does not say the vote early, vote often? I think that's it did not say
1: go. vote often, but it did say vote early. And I just want to maybe you can enlighten me on this. Why would I give a crap about voting early? Election night results. Um, I mean, that's not when the election is decided these days anyway. The election is always decided. Uh, the next day after they've paused counting so they can figure out how many more votes the democrat needs to win that is their system At least it seems to it, me you know, is it so that the the tally will be right on the news i don't give a crap about that i don't watch the news i guess so uh first of all you know washington has all mail ballots and uh i am i you know what i trust my post carrier with a lot of things but i don't feel the need to let them in the chain of custody with my ballot, I mean, there's already enough people in the chain of custody and with my ballot that I have absolutely no visibility in because the counting centers in Washington also do not allow observers.
0: Well, that's the way wrong.
1: So uh, I did the absolute best I could, which was, at you know, polls close at 8 p.m. At 7 54 p.m., I walked it down to the drop box at the county administration building and put it in the box myself. So you know, election security right there up until I let go of the letter and then, or the envelope.
0: Now, and then since these are all mail in, is oh. there a tracking number on these that you can then check on to make sure that it was received and that the right vote was on
1: there? I I think so. I can't say for sure because You know, it seems like every single election, my wife gets uh, a letter in the mail saying we, you know, we checked your signature and we need you to verify because this doesn't look like the one on
0: your driver's license or something. Oh, so she's voting wrong.
1: Yeah. So they, they, (laughs) they keep giving her crap about doing it wrong. I don't get the same crap and I definitely put crappy scrawls on there, but maybe they think that the crappy scrawl is similar enough to the crappy scrawl on my license. I don't know. You know, the one thing about the mail voting that I hate the most, though, is the fact that they require you to sign the outside of the envelope. So anyone in the postal office or anybody who just happens to glance through the mailbox is going to see name and signature of hundreds of people in the city. Like, how how is that not help identity theft?
0: But anyway, well, of course it would just to get that alone and scan that, having somebody's signature, which I know this is a very easy thing to do and with computers has been now for over a decade, but it's still something a lot of people don't even consider, which is, yeah, if you took your signature on a plain white background and scanned that in, I have this in a file, which anytime I had to sign something like on a PDF or something, it's like, I got really tired of, well, print the PDF out, actually sign it and then rescan it to send it back. So like, Oh yeah. It's a hell of a lot easier just to digitize your signature and slap it on the PDF. I that's
1: absolutely true. Back when I was in college, not many not as many things were in PDF, but in college you have to sign so damn many things for you know everything. And uh a couple of my fraternity brothers actually got a rubber stamp right. that was his signature. And, and made a big deal at the college administration building of pulling the stamp out and just stamping it. And they look at it and they like like eyeballing it. Hey, what's going on? And compare it to a signature on file. And of course, that signature was done with the same stamps. So right. they're like,
0: yeah, okay. <laughs> that matches exactly. <laughs> Damn. I mean, you don't want to lose the stamp, but otherwise it's genius. Yes, you have to keep that safe if that signature is uh, is able to unlock your bank accounts and all that kind of stuff. But don't worry, so, now bank accounts have two-factor authentication for your convenience. So to,
1: to the best of my remembrance, which it's been years since I really looked this up, what the state of Washington will do is they keep the envelope and ballot together through the first stage. And then they once they've verified the signature and confirmed that you voted, then your name goes into a database as you voted. And then the ballot gets separated from that and put in with everything else before counting. So, and again, there's no visibility into this process anymore. And it's easy that it could have changed under the new secretary of state or the old one. But my understanding is that you have, uh, there is an online site where you can confirm that they're coming for you again, man. Yeah. What the hell? (laughs) I I, I don't, I don't know if Oak Harbor is having some
0: military exercise. I don't know. They're making another pass. (laughs) Maybe Pelosi is arriving. Maybe I didn't know she was going to visit Taiwan and your house. I hope not. If Nancy Pelosi shows up at your door, make sure you leave the microphone live. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say if she shows up here, I'm putting her on this show. She can be the <laughs> guest host.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> get yeah, her yeah. some gin. Yeah, yeah, give a little, give a drink. So, yeah.
1: yeah, I, I don't have if I don't even check whether or not my vote was got in because I don't have that much confidence in the the state voting system. All I know is that they send us ballots and I read the voters pamphlet to be entertained. And then I mark down the ballot because it's what I'm expected to do. And then I send it back. And then a Democrat wins the position. That's really the, how the process works. As far as I'm aware,
0: you are a fine functioning member of that society then. Yes. And, uh, absolutely right baron spud the mighty said they're just trying to get your cell number with the two factor authentication which is why i have one of those little uh those little devices now what no, the yubikeys those work great uh and somebody mentioned it was blitzed the other day that said ah fuck truth social man they won't let me log in when i'm on a vpn so i went to go check if that was true or not on cuz i'm always using a vpn yeah and i hadn't registered an account yet so i'm like okay i'll Maybe try to register and I gave him a Gmail address to register and the password. And then it's like, Oh, we need a cell phone number. Nope. Yeah. I that was okay. That was my original thought. And then I'm like, okay, I'll give them one of my throwaway. Yeah. And Google then you're Voice like, numbers. oh, I've got I can come up with a Gmail number or a Exactly. So I <laughs> gave them one of my Google Voice numbers you cannot use this number in registering. So it's like, fuck you, Trump. Fuck you, Truth Social. Fuck you, not interested in your fucking scam of collecting data on people. It's like, if you really want fucking Truth Social, then allow people to sign up without any other information. And so I was looking at other... I'm I'm sure that what they're trying to do is is, uh, verify,
1: like minimize the amount of, of spam and troll accounts. OK, the, first of all, the kind of people who are going to sign up for a service called Truth Social are probably <laughs> going to be 80 percent trolls already. You would but, think. But they, they don't want leftist trolls, I think. Probably. They don't want people from Twitter to just start signing up bot accounts, which is easy enough to do.
0: Yeah, I have read that they're shadow banning people that talk about the January 6th, right, oh and all that God. other bullshit. But I mean, okay. I like well, keeping no. up on the... Uh, these messengers these private shit because it's like we talked about the stuff like telegram and signal and all of that and i don't there was one that was i guess this was acquired by amazon so okay i understand that makes it questionable but wicker was acquired by amazon but their personal version i mean they have a business version and they have a personal version which is wicker me doesn't even take a fucking email address to get an account all you have to do is give it a username. And if that exists, you got it and a password and that's it. But if you forget that's so your password, I know, but it actually works, which is okay. a beautiful thing. I mean, because we're, we're looking at other stuff. The wife just got a, a government job. So, uh, you know, if you want to send text during the day, it's probably best to uh, to go on something like I still like talks. I mean, I know nobody else uses it, but for us, it works. Which which does, in fact, limit its usefulness. Yes, but it works. So I mean, that's the
1: yeah. if it nails your user uh, requirements, then
0: go for it. Exactly. But it's like it was nice to find one of these uh, messengers that wasn't like, well, give us your cell phone number and then we will you know, verify that. Give us an email address that we can verify. It was like sign up for an account, give us a name, give us a password and go on your merry fucking way. And I like that.
1: Yes, that is that is valuable. I tried using SMS for messaging and uh, they wanted my cell phone number. So that was a big hard no.
0: Well, okay. I know that was a joke, but they also (laughs) take everything that you say there and log it, which is the biggest problem with uh, text messaging that I still think a lot of people are surprised by
1: that. That's why I do everything I can to clog up their system with cat photos.
0: Yes. People get so confused. Like how did Jimmy know I was having an affair? Well, (laughs) you know, (laughs) It's not just that they
1: log it, by the way. It's that uh, there are some of the carriers, uh, I'm not going to name who, but it might have been T-Mobile, um, who are selling that information or oh. using it for targeted ads. Well, of course, because that's how they make more money. Yeah, well, they do. That exactly is another revenue stream. And they're like, oh, well, you know, our
0: users, most of our users didn't specifically say they didn't want us to do this. Right. Did you ask? Well, No. <laughs> Why would I ask? Should we spy on you? All right, it all depends how you uh phrase that question. Like, do you mind yeah. if we use some of your data for, in order to make your your experience better with the T Mobile ecosystem? And people are like, I don't know, sure, maybe. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. What do I? What it, do I care? Uh, here, hey, here's an idea. How
1: about you let me use the internet? You be my ISP and stop looking at my
0: packets. Yeah. Hey, look at what Ukraine just did! Took down a million bots because of disinformation. I was like, "Wow, we're we're,
1: we're yeah, Are we talking like actual bots, or are we talking leftists? Or I think so.
0: I mean, this okay. these it's always interesting to me that these like bot farms. It's like and this is a surprise to anybody. Like massive bot farm. This was an article on Bleeping Computer. Uh, the bot farm dismantled by SSU was located in Kiev. Kharkiv Kyiv and Vinny whatever that these places are in Ukraine. Those sound like people's names. It does relied on a million bots to spread disinformation. The threat actors to create this online army used 5,000 SIM cards to register new social media accounts. So, okay, here's where I'm starting to do math, which it's like, you can create a thousand bots on 5,000 SIM cards. I see a problem with the security of all this <laughs> stuff. It's like, that's, I, I can understand you can create 5,000 bots with 5,000 SIM cards, but how do you create a million bots with 5,000 SIM cards? If, if, they, if they
1: bring something other than the SIM card ID into the primary key, you can vary that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I get it. Then there's VPNs. And if you're using different IP addresses, yep. I still want I to mean, know who he, gets to decide what is a disinformation, but we all know how well, that that's, goes.
1: That is... And, Anytime anybody uses the word disinformation, misinformation, whatever, I immediately distrust their motives for the simple fact that that not only, you know, what is the like the definition of, of disinformation is up in the air. Uh, The determination of what is mi- disinformation has to be done by somebody that's almost always done by somebody with political motives. I don't usually agree with it. I just don't trust
0: the motives of anybody who talks about it. Yes, and this agency also has reported 1,500 Telegram channels and bots, and another 1,500 Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok accounts for spreading Russian propaganda. If it comes
1: from Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, then I know it's disinformation.
0: Yes, it doesn't matter what side it's on either. It's all yeah. just not yeah. accurate. But this oh, is it's kind of like why I don't, why
1: I'm not interested in Truth Social. I don't sign up for Facebook or Twitter. I don't. I'm not interested in having an account on all the left wing bubble chambers, uh, echo chambers. Or the why right. would I want to go and sign up for one on a right wing echo chamber that also censors you and, and tries to limit your speech? Well, no, do you
0: really think it's accurate information. That's the question. And, and
1: while we're at it, Trump better aid already,
0: you yeah, know, can't kidding. trust anything that goes on there until you do no kidding. You know, that is the issue. And with the internet overall, though, because I'm always then surprised why people believe stuff that they read on the internet. Cause it's like, why would you believe stuff you read on the internet? Why would you know? Why would you think that there is truth coming over a channel that you're not vetting? Now, if you follow somebody you trust on the internet, then great. But for just a random person, if there's
1: somebody you trust on the internet, then I hope you did a lot more vetting than you probably did. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is true. It's usually just the enough to have, uh, the confirmation bias, which is how a lot of the podcasts and YouTube channels and all that works, which is. Sure. It, it's how I bring stories to this podcast. Well, right. Well, then, like, well this, oh, is this, it. this agrees with my preconceived uh, biases. Then let's just use that. And then the people listening that also have those biases go, yes, Ben Rose is right. Exactly. And <laughs> as long as you donate, the whole system works. <laughs> which is, a. The, we'll, we'll get to that later. That, that part isn't really working out all that well. Damn. But I blame Joe Biden. I do. I blame all of this stuff because everybody is just underwater at this point. And that's not going to change anytime soon. But it will, I believe, have an interesting effect on the election in November. We're really going to see a lot when it comes to the results for that. Because If it goes in the way that I don't think it will go, you're going to be like, well, yeah, then this whole voter fraud concept, a lot more believable.
1: Uh, Well, I I did see, and this is just this morning, not verified. I didn't take the time to look up anything, but I saw some people posting about uh, Maricopa County, Arizona, where uh, they are reinforcing the fence around the counting center. They, uh, they paused counting last night uh, until the morning. Um,
0: this feels like a repeat of 2020. Yeah, that's always a red flag when we're like, hey, we're going to stop right here for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until 2020 that anybody ever had the concept of pausing vote. You know, if somebody absolutely has to bail out, then you're like, OK, get somebody else in here. But you don't stop until you're done. That That's how it always worked before.
0: And I do want to. uh,
1: We need to stop voting. Why? Why? Well, mostly because
0: we notice that the Republican is ahead, and we've got to go run the printer for a while. Yeah, we have to go find a few more boxes of votes in somebody's trunk. But I want to acknowledge the question in the troll room where we do these shows live. Trollroom.io. Baron Sir Spud the Mighty wants to know if he should trust you or i and the question to that is me no neither nobody don't oh. trust anybody should he yeah should i trust darren o or sir bemrose no me no. trust sir bemrose you should if not. you have to choose between those two it's, it's definitely me it's a really bad idea any choice is a really bad <laughs> idea there do not i didn't say there was a good choice it looked like an either or question we're suspending the <laughs> counting that's what we're doing on this right now and uh we'll we'll get back to this question once the uh, once we can get the proper counters back in that know what to do with the votes, we don't like. Yeah, exactly. Those like, oh, we're
1: sorry. The the dumpster that we were using that to put all the Republican votes into isn't big enough. Yeah, it's amazing
0: what kind of stuff happens around elections.
1: Well, we, and we can we are completely free to speculate wildly that that actually happens because they won't let anyone in to verify. How is
0: that legal? Is my question? I don't believe it is because um, how be is it legal kind of to shut down the entire
1: economy for two years because of a cold?
0: Yeah. It's not. Well, I mean, although I, you got called out by the podfather, man. I thought that was funny. He didn't call you out by name though, which is less funny because it could have helped the show. <laughs> yeah, could have. <laughs> if it would have seen now, rather than saying you know just no, it's not just a summer cold. I would have preferred. No, Sir Ben Rose of the Grumpy Old Beds podcast, available at com and on the No Agenda stream. No, it's not. See, that would have been better. And I went hey, into you, an you, Alex you, Jones voice. To be clear, I'm not
1: the first person who accused him of just having a summer cold. That was John C. Dvorak on his own show. Do people listen to John? I, well, the more than they listen to me, which <laughs> is not saying much.
0: This is true. And now I've got thunder in the area here. So if I disappear, then... Uh, then nice. I know something happened. I'm like, what's going on outside of there? Damn. What's all this weathering going on? But it was fun to get, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. So uh, that was like a little checkbox. Like, the, did Adam see the message? Because you posted that on uh No Agenda Social, and immediately Sir West, gotta love Sir West, like, you forgot to tag Adam.
1: Yeah, post. I did see that one. <laughs> I, I'm I, like, you it, know what? It, what the- it, it, it Call it a mark of respect, or maybe just a mark of not wanting to get embroiled in a one on one bitch fest. But I literally would like when I post stuff like that, I don't put in who I'm talking about. I'm just like, here is an example behavior that I see a problem because it, I know this is absolutely wrong for what people are being taught today. But when I grew up, it was always correct the behavior, not the individual, you know. It, If somebody does something wrong, address the behavior. Don't just tell them they're a bad person. Now, nowadays, of course, telling people they're a bad person because of their skin color or because of their you know who they want to fuck—that's perfectly all right and, in fact, uh, encouraged behavior. But I don't like to. Yeah, okay. It may may well have been Adam that I was talking about when I posted that. But I'm, if even if it was, I'm not going to say, "Hey, Adam." When you do this, it, no, I'm going to be like, this behavior well, you is wrong and needs correcting. You didn't have but to. But I don't
0: have to because, yeah, I've got people like Sir Wes who's like, within, yeah, did, you forgot to tag Adam. Yeah, like within milliseconds, I'm like, oh, Sir Wes, if you listen to Grumpy Old Ben's, your troll game is epic. I appreciate it <laughs> because it's like, whoa, <laughs> like this is just throwing this one right out there. Like, you forgot to do this. It's like, oh,
1: nice. No, I did not forget. I don't I, I have a, I have very slightly more class than that.
0: You know, I, this is where we disagree. It's like, I don't think it is just a summer cold, but I don't believe it is a, uh, it, it's not what it was on day one. There's no question about that. Yeah. It's not I, I, quite a cold yet, but it's still.
1: Um, so uh, let, let's imagine that it's not exactly the same as every other cold that's hit hum, people in human history. I think I, it's more I, like I, a flu now. I don't
0: think it's a it cold. It might be a flu. You
1: know? I say cold. Cold and flu to me are kind of interchangeable. There's There's a slight difference in, severity of symptoms and what happens, but
0: yeah, cold is to me like sniffles and no fever. And that's it. A flu, you're getting some body aches, you're getting a fever and it probably lasts a couple of days longer. And and
1: both of those are legit. And they're the kind of things that humans have been dealing with for as long as they're humans. I, 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 that that's fine to me. The thing that really bugs me is that we took a, a particularly special variation that, uh, you know, all evidence seems to point to, it was bioengineered to be a weapon, whatever, but
0: not a good there one because it didn't kill hardly enough people. Well, it wasn't a very, yeah, it wasn't
1: a very effective one, but regardless there was in fact a, a particular thing that came out and I'm not even, I had, you know, the funny thing is when I posted that I had other people coming after me going, well, what do you mean? COVID was never real. How can you even give legitimacy to the fact to the the cold that people called COVID in 2020? I like, oh, yeah. I'm not even going to get into the argument <laughs> of whether or not there was a real virus or it was a seasonal flu of the time. It it felt like a bad flu, but I don't know. I wasn't there. I, I definitely paid attention to a lot of stuff, but that's not an argument I want to get into. What I will say, though, is without a doubt that virus is not out there still harming people, there are quote unquote variants, which is taking new viruses and slapping the old marketing on because it worked so damn well. That was the thing that bugged me the most was saying I have COVID in 2022 is is grabbing a brand new virus, whatever's going around now. And maybe it is a bad flu. Maybe it's worse than a flu, but it's not the same virus that came out in. It's not COVID-19, right? Those. A variation of a cold virus does not stick around for four years. They mutate a lot. And this one has. It's not the same thing, but the marketing works so well that people are. T- I go outside. I go to the whoa, store. Whoa, whoa. You go outside when I, my wife forces me to because <laughs> anyway, went to the grocery store, even in I was sat in front of the pot shop. And this woman drives up next to me gets out of the car with a face diaper on, which never went off. She was driving with it. She walks into the pot shop with it. I am pretty sure they're going to ask her to take the damn thing off because they use cameras in there. And just the people are, the marketing for this virus from 2019 worked so damn well that they are recycling it and getting as much mileage as they possibly can out of it. And it worked so well that people are still saying I got COVID today. Like, no, you fucking didn't. You got something else that they slapped the same label on because they liked the, the whole mental illusion that goes along with it. They, they love the panic so much that they're like, let's just keep putting COVID on every seasonal flu that comes around because that way people will obey
0: us and wear our face diapers. That's what's going on. I think this still may be a remnant of the original covid but you're right to make that distinction which is the original virus was attacking the lower respiratory system you know the lower respiratory tract it was getting into the lungs and that is where the damage was being done and what we have now overall is an upper respiratory thing, the sniffles which is totally different right it is a totally different issue and, and don't comes... get me wrong. I've had really bad flus
1: before and they're not fucking fun. I no. get that. I, but that doesn't mean that like, for one thing, w- when I get flu symptoms, I don't run out and get a test and test it. Like, Oh my God, do I have the thing that I should be really scared about? No, I go get some Robitussin, some aspirin and a freaking nap.
0: And some, uh some bourbon. Usually. But I looked for these stats and it took a while which I thought this would be fairly easy to find. And I was kind of surprised they were not, which was the numbers. And I understand these numbers can be messed with, and you may not agree that they're all 100% accurate as with any statistics and numbers, but I was looking for how many people cumulatively have been hospitalized with COVID. This was not an easy number to find. No. No. I imagine not. When I finally tracked it down, it seemed to be 5 million. And we're going now on okay. two years. So okay if,
1: if you're so good as to be able to find those numbers, now find the ones that were hospitalized with quote unquote COVID, but were actually there for comorbidities.
0: That you can't. But just even taking this at the face value, which in splitting it up in two, which is not even real because... It was more severe to start, but let's just say on average that of two and a half million people a year over the two years were hospitalized with COVID, there have been some very severe flu seasons that hit about 800,000. So yes, this is severe, but in in a vacuum, it seems way more severe than say, well, this is three times worse than the last flu. I mean, the flus are bad, but people are not afraid of a flu. Nobody's ever been afraid where they wouldn't leave their house because they might get the flu. Oh, it's it's What it is is it's a damned inconvenience. Right. And to say, okay, like, it's three times worse than that. You're like, okay, it's going to be harder. It's going to take longer to get better. But it's still even saying it's three times worse than the flu. I don't think you're going to scare most people into hiding and, and not I leaving the house. I don't think that
1: there's a chance in hell that it's three times worse because the the numbers are so inflated by
0: also any like the number original of and Getting the, the flu numbers, I don't believe either. So this is kind well, of... Well, there's uh, that. Because how many people real... I mean, I guess hospitalized for the flu, maybe that is more clear because nobody... Who knows who gets the flu? Because nobody ever tells anybody. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> not like you call the government up like, hey, I got the flu. And they're like, fuck you, leave us alone. Nobody yeah, writes they, this down. Oh, that's what I was saying. The vast majority of people who ever got the flu prior
1: to 2020... Would they be like, oh, I'm sick. I'll stay home a couple weeks or a week. Uh, I'll 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 try to take it easy for a bit. I'll take some over the counter medication. What I won't do is run out and get a test and report it into a government database, which is what a lot of people are doing now. And you know, even if it's not their idea to take the test or report it, there are a lot of people who uh, their their company is saying. Oh, you you sniffled you know, while you were on the job, and therefore we need you to take this test. Oh, it's positive. Go spend three weeks at home. And then they enter that into a government database, and that absolutely
0: cranks up the numbers. Oh, of course. And some people do get it more severe than others. Even now, there are some yes. it's not- Some people get a positive test much more severely than
1: others who get a positive test.
0: I'm just saying some people actually get sicker than others. There's a small percentage, but this is also the case- with the flu and everything else that there are some people you win the lottery and you get to get you know more intensely sick than the next guy who doesn't get anything even though they're um have the same germs floating in their air i mean it's it's still a weird thing any of these kind of illnesses are the fact that it's supposed to be so contagious and there's a lot of people like uh, adam curry and his wife they're both times when one of them got it the other one did but when well, i had it that happens you know well my wife didn't get it so it's like somebody better do a test on her she might have the magic dna because if you live with somebody that's got a virus and you don't get it then there is something special about your dna or you know you clean, can just clean living yeah maybe i doubt that though <laughs> i doubt that but you know these are uh unfortunately i think we'll all be long dead before the science on this is actually uh Released and proven, and the fucking new, even Bill O'Reilly, who I still watch because I still enjoy his show, is against. He's like, Oh, there's a new, and he said it was both Pfizer and Moderna who are releasing new vaccines come September 1st, I believe was the date. And they both have new vaccines which were formulated especially for Omicron. And he's like, no, I'm I'm done. I'm not I'm not taking any more. Uh, he's like, somebody's got to explain to me why we were told that these vaccines were going to keep people from getting sick. We now know that's not true. Now we're being told that, well, if you get the vaccine and you get the booster, it will mitigate exactly how sick you get. And he's like, I have known it, people it who've won't. gotten sick.
1: Right. It, 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 as far as I'm aware, the only thing these vaxes cause is is heart attacks and immune suppression.
0: I, yeah, um, I don't trust the MRNA stuff. I still yeah. fully have In, no it, problem with, you know, I don't think it's done much to protect people, the, but I don't that think they, the, the one that they killed anybody. Yeah. The one that they pulled off the market because it was too safe. Right. Because one person out of X amount of million got a blood clotting condition, which, you know, at least that I, I appreciate. It, it, you can tell me if this is fucked up or not, but I appreciate the side effect. And if it's going to happen, you'll be dead in two weeks. Not this. Well, you might have a side effect, you know, eight months later. <laughs> yeah, and you'll... You know, you might live the rest of your life without an immune system. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's like I would rather have the that I would roll the dice in that way, knowing that if it's going to have a problem, OK, I might have to be a little worried and look for something in one or two weeks. And then after that, no, it's it's not going to happen. There's no more. You know, your and system to is screwed be up
1: Fair. Yeah. Um... I mean, as far as we can tell among, you know, given the amount of data we have for the people who got mRNA jabbed a year or more ago, um, for the most part, if you survived without any brutal side effects for more than a month, then you're, you're probably not going to get a stroke because that all happened within a month. You're probably not going to get palsy. You're probably not going to get the, uh, you know, massive blood clots or the, the heart attacks, those, those all seem to happen within a month or two of getting jabbed. And if you got jabbed back in the day and you're not getting your six month boosters all the damn time, you're probably going to be okay. It's, it's looking like somewhere in the neighborhood of 5% of people who are having, you know, real issues, which means 95% of people, you get the jab and probably survive anyway. Um, now we don't know, what the five or 10 year effects are going to be. We could find out that every single person who got jabbed develops an aggressive form of, uh, of you know uterine cancer, even the males. That would be, I don't know well, why I chose gendering.
0: <laughs> why are you gendering people? How dare you, sir? How dare you? But it's
1: looking like, you know, if you got jabbed back in the day and it didn't kill you at the time, just
0: stop getting jabbed and you'll probably live a nice, long, healthy life. Well, right because that's the question at this point is why would you continue down that line yeah. and this was exactly- there's
1: absolutely no benefit there's lots and lots and lots of evidence that like even evidence that they let through that there is no benefit to getting jabbed you're not getting immunity you're not getting a lessening of symptoms you're not reducing your chances of getting hospitalized you're you're getting you're not preventing spread none of the touted benefits are coming true and there is ample evidence that that's the case. Now, there's a whole lot of suppressed evidence that I may or may not be linked, but we're not being allowed to do the science that they're actively harming people. If you go read one of the substacks by Robert Malone, you're going to see uh, or Steve Kirsch. You're going to see a whole lot of evidence that nobody's allowing out, that these things are actively killing people. But even without that, where's yeah. the benefit?
0: Well, it's but, all risk. Well, and it comes down to now that this has mutated to a point to where it is not deadly to 99.999% of the people. You're absolutely correct. You mean kind
1: of You mean kind of like, or you, you mean the virus or do you
0: mean the vaccine? <laughs> well, the vaccine may be more harmful when it comes down to it. And this is when they're pulling the stuff like, well, you know, with MRNA technology, we're going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, yeah, but you're making everybody a Guinea pig. Um, But the one thing, you know, with all of these doctors that are on the side and they may be right, the ones that are out there making the case that the vaccines are doing the damage to me, they're very much like the people in the climate change stuff that do not acknowledge the sun. What is not being acknowledged when it comes to the people looking at the vaccines are they don't seem to be separating out people who then Contracted whether before or after the vaccination, having that virus, and that makes a difference. Because if you're going to say, "Well, the science is clear," it's like, "Well, no." You have to know what caused something, and you really don't. Because if somebody was exposed to COVID nineteen and they got the vaccine, do you really know which of those caused the issue? It's like you don't. At this point, we don't have the medical technology to make that separation. And
1: at this point, I don't think the science is clear either. The only thing I know for sure. Is that the science is being censored. And that is a problem. That is morally wrong. Oh, I agree. And I don't, I don't even care if you're correct. If you censor the opposite point of view, you are still wrong. You are an evil mother of a human being. You, you need to not be in a position of power over anybody if you believe that, that information
0: should be censored. Oh, I agree. And it's funny in the troll room, Boobery says, I'm glad Darano finally came around. I'm, I'm saying the same thing I have from day one.
1: Yeah, you're you're kind of being consistent with everything you've always said. You got you got so much flack and maybe it's the way you approach it. You got so
0: much crap On purpose. <laughs> well, maybe because you're a troll, too. Right. It is the <laughs> ultimate way to go. You got to get the trolls riled up. And the only way to do that is to troll. But I I mean, I stand behind the fact I was okay. I'll take the one in a million chance that I'm going to get a blood clot. And, uh, you know, because I I believe that the uh, the medical advice that I've gotten was correct. But I also believe that the MRNA version of a vaccine was no good. So, I mean, all these things can coexist. And, you know, I I followed my
1: conscience and uh, it turns out I've never been hospitalized with COVID. Wait, 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 wait.
0: You have a conscience? It might be warped and fragile and and (laughs) malformed, but it exists. Make it into an NFT and put it up on (laughs) whatever CSB sells his NFTs. I'm just saying, I've never got COVID. So
1: for all I know, I might still be vulnerable. Now, I have had a couple of colds.
0: I have had a couple of colds. I even had the flu once, but I've not had COVID. I will also say that the virus I had about... A year before COVID, so the April before COVID, I had a virus, sore throat that did not respond to the usual Tamiflu and that kind of stuff. And they ended up. It was
1: highly likely it was a coronavirus because that's just a statistical thing.
0: And from my point of view, that was a worse off time than having whatever I had when I was a uh, got a positive test for COVID, but the sore throat was worse. The fever was worse. It lingered longer. Um, well, for, from my point of
1: view, the, the two years of lockdowns followed by a forced economic collapse is much worse than any colder flu
0: has ever been. Yeah. But it helped. Now you have a lot of homeless people living right outside your door.
1: Yeah. Helpful. And, <laughs> and, and apparently black helicopters going overhead, dropping drones on me.
0: <laughs> Maybe they're trying to get rid of the homeless people. Are they like spraying them with stuff? It's like all apocalypse <laughs> could, now up and down be. the
1: street. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hold my breath for the rest of the
0: podcast. So go ahead. <laughs> Straight with well, It could be strafing people from those helicopters, man. <laughs> Are you hearing gunshots as they fly over or uh, they would probably never stop hearing gunshots. Chirag <laughs> <laughs> well, baby.
1: Yeah. It's not Chirag, but I looked up, you know, I looked up crime statistics for, for my city, uh, Everett compared to the rest of Washington. And uh, so violent crime in washington is below the national average and uh the i think it's it's like 4 per 1000 people or something is the national average and washington is 2.7 per uh per 1000 people in violent crime and that's uh you know murders assaults rapes stabbings etc um everett is almost twice the washington average at 3.9 Ooh. So I'm already in a great place here. But then that was violent crime. Let's go to property crime. The national average for property crime is something like 16 per thousand. The Washington state average is 29. And Everett is 39.
0: Ooh, you guys are really catching in there.
1: (laughs) You know, this is one of those side effects of not bothering to uh, enforce crime laws. Not bothering to prosecute crime. Oh, look, now there's more. And, um, apparently we're doing all right for the violent crime. But yeah, uh, we've, we've had our car broken into in our driveway and we have a camera pointed at the driveway. We got the dude on camera. We called the cops and they're like, yeah, okay, we'll just take the report. Nothing since. Well, of course. They, they don't do anything.
0: They're overtaxed and overwhelmed, and there's just no, too we're much- overtaxed. Trust me, <laughs> and overwhelmed. I was surprised. I saw the uh, similar numbers the other day because we always point to the same usual cities when it comes to the gun crime, which Chicago, obviously, because we're just right outside of there, but New Orleans, man, they're taking it to a whole new level per 100,000. They don't have as high of numbers, but they're a much smaller uh, populated area and they were like number one with a bullet if I can use a, nice. a bad pun <laughs> well how else do you get to number one I guess right there <laughs> you go if you go new go down to New Orleans go for the jazz go for the food you'll probably get shot it sounds like a vacation to me hey you know that's not a- someone's getting cornhole tonight <laughs> uh-huh yeah send Nancy Pelosi down there see how she works it out I tell you what
1: I'll tell you uh, what, too, clo- too, too close to the border.
0: They don't. No, there's no crime down there. No. Uh, of course. I had a article, a charter, the cable charter. company. Okay. They're blaming the end of the COVID subsidy program because people are dropping their internet. You know, the people that were getting it free. You know, as opposed
1: to the the not quite a recession.
0: Right. Yeah. So that's part the, of it.
1: The fact that people can't afford their own groceries and. Maybe, you know, charter services aren't high as
0: priority. Uh-huh. Well, they were giving away fifty dollars a month. This is where the government was putting your tax money. And I saw this during COVID. We may have even talked about it. That it was, hey, uh, if you're having a hard time, the government'll pay fifty dollars a month for your internet. This is now they still have a government plan, because of course they do, but now it is they'll only pay up to thirty dollars uh-huh. a month and it's harder to qualify. So of course, people are then dropping the it's uh,
1: such a terrible, terrible idea for like any kind of government subsidies are a terrible idea for anybody who understands basic economics. Yeah, it just makes everything worse. Well, okay, okay. If you know, if you don't understand basic economics, let me give you a really it might work great, for the federal government. Well, there's that. Yeah, then then the Biden administration wants you. Uh-huh. But if. <laughs> Actually, I did see a statistic that everybody in uh, in Biden's cabinet or White House or just some group around him. They determined that uh of everybody that works directly for Biden in one of these cabinet type positions, they have a grand total of two and a half years of actual business experience. Wow. Amongst all of them. And I think there were only like three people who had any at all. But anyway. And you wonder why things
0: go right down the shitter.
1: That that statistic is probably wrong, but it has the correct gist because I saw it in a meme and therefore it must be true.
0: Well, it makes some perfect sense. You know, as much as people yeah, hated Donald it, Trump, and as much as he failed my, in business, he actually knows some business. Yeah, he was in business. Uh huh. And and that statistic I know is correct because
1: it supports my preconceived biases. Yes. This is uh we're going so, with confirmation it, bias here. Yes. Here's the example I will give, though, of what subsidies do. Um, college tuition. Because uh, even when I was in college, we we had already moved past the point where people paid for themselves. And instead, when I was there, it was probably 60 or 70 percent of the people were getting uh, some kind of government tuition assistance, be it. Grants or, or usually just, you know, federal student aid. And you'd file to the government and you'd get your student aid come in. And, and most people didn't acknowledge that they were borrowing that money. They're like, great, college is paid for. Let me go right. spend the rest on beer. Right. Which admittedly, the beer was a better investment in a lot of cases. But well, it certainly brought more joy. But you know what happened once federal student aid started just becoming de facto, everybody was on it? The price of college skyrocketed and went up something like, you know, what was the average? It was like 12% per year for several, for a decade or more of just tuition increases every single year. It outstripped inflation by, you know, 800%. And, and why? Well, because free money from the government, The, the government's paying, who cares how much it costs. And that's how you completely screw over the supply and demand curve. And now you've got a, a whole generation of of college people who graduated with their gender studies degree can't get a job and are now the primary constituents of a regime who ran on the promise of we're just going to forgive all student debt right okay if you want to go full communism why don't you just forgive all debt everywhere why yeah. would students be pre- special let i me mean other than you the want their first.
0: vote right let me rack up that debt first though if we're doing that well
1: that's the problem and like, like Like, if you forgive my mortgage debt, you might have my vote. Uh Probably not. But I'd still
0: like that. This is where equity and equality comes in. And for those who haven't been, uh, you know, keeping. I paid off
1: my student debt. Now I owe on my house. Wouldn't mind that one going away. But
0: well, I guarantee I would not have paid off my student debt if I knew it'd be right. It'd it'd be forgiven. Right. If you knew it was going to just disappear, you'd be like, well, no, I'll just wait a while. But the cost of college has gone up. Astronomically, I can remember when my sister went to DePaul and she must have graduated uh, around 1988 or so out of college. It was 7,000 a year. Yeah, I believe that. Now it's like what? I, 40,000, I, 50,000 I a year for most. Well, I, I don't know what
1: Paul is, but that that's, I mean, when I was there about a decade later, 40 or 50,000 a year was was a decent amount or, you know, was reasonable for the higher end universities. I, I would not be surprised if it's twice that now. It's I don't know. I haven't looked. I, I fortunately don't have any kids who are about to enter college <laughs> and bankrupt me for it.
0: But you had to get the higher learning and then you start looking at I, mean, stuff. I, I was at.
1: I was at a a major land grant university and, and by land grant, what I mean is the university is handed for free a huge chunk of land. They can do with whatever they want. Uh It was uh, an agricultural region of the state, Eastern Washington. So they used a lot of that land for agriculture, for making money. The university was making money hand over fist on their land grants and on Uh, state handouts, et cetera, taxpayer information. You know what they were charging in 1996 for tuition? 20,000. I think it was more than that. I wanted to say it was about 28. Damn. And this, this was a, this was not some private prestigious college. This was Washington state university.
0: So. And it's nuts. It is. And the question becomes then do people end up using their degree? I will say there is a baseline argument that kids going to college will do some growing up. And no matter what you're majoring in, you will get some life experience there. But overall, the amount of people that really use anything they learned in college in the job that they end up doing for a majority of their life, not so many. Now, if you're a computer programmer, or a doctor, or something that's very technical. Yes, you need the training.
1: Uh, maybe. <laughs> <You> <laughs> well, okay. So, but you can learn. A I lot got in the medical stuff. I got maybe a d- you- I got a degree in computer science, and of everything that, that that college gave me, the only thing that prepared me for a career in computer science was the piece of paper that said I got a degree in computer science, because nothing that I learned at the university was applicable to the job I ultimately got. Unless unless you count some of the how-to-think courses, which are really not taught much anymore. But here's here's a fundamental thing, especially if you're going to college during the 90s tech boom. And that is anybody who knows what the hell they're talking about and is worth their salt, there is a very high-paying job in the industry. So if you're at the university, either you are shitty at, that doing computer science, or you're one of those weird altruistic unicorns that don't really exist in the real world. So, I had some teachers that I had a lot of respect for as teachers, but I did not learn computer programming from college. I learned computer programming from my own projects that I did in between classes, and from things that I learned once I got out of college. They didn't. They didn't teach me. I, I had a class in, in Fortran 77, by the way, that's not like a version number. That's the year <laughs> that the programming language came out.
0: That, that's a sexy language too. <laughs> um, Sir Omaha was like, I paid about 6,000 a year. And then Omega project slammed him with, I paid $676 in 1963, $676 for a year of college. Holy crap. So, yeah, um I, I will go ahead and rest my
1: case. Then the introduction of just de facto, everybody gets federal student aid caused tuition to go up double digit increases every single year to the point where nobody can afford college without going in and becoming a slave to the government. And then when the government comes back and is like, oh, well, we'll just forgive all student debt. Well. Yeah, but that money came from. Can can you go ahead and forgive all the debts that I incurred because my taxes were too high because
0: you decided to steal my money for your student debt? <laughs> and let's remember what president said. No, no, you, you don't need the degree. If you could pass the competency test, you can have the job. And that was Trump. Which yeah. brought people a long way because we have these magical devices now. What? Wasn't
1: that one of the awesome policies that he instituted for federal workers that Biden turned around on day one?
0: Yeah, probably. Did he? I mean, I don't remember seeing that, but I can believe that would be something. Biden turned a lot of stuff that Trump did around. that, That factoid confirms
1: my preconceived
0: biases. So it must be true. Oh, no live tag today for Gob. I forgot to do it. Was having audio issues getting it set up. See, this is the problem with all of these uh, these newfangled things. Yet we're still live. It's amazing. See, how This that is works. this
1: is why you need uh, a Cold Assets Podcast Creator. Yes, he handles everything for you.
0: Yeah, and if he doesn't, then get on it. I work on the, that for the Rock and Roll pre-show, and it works delightfully compared to uh, WordPress for that. Now, for publishing shows, maybe uh, maybe not so much. But we have computers and we have the internet. So the reality is anybody should be able to learn any skill that they want. I mean granted again if you're doing woodworking or things where you actually have to have something to do the work on that's fine. But you could learn a wide variety of things by taking online learning and you don't have to pay for online learning. I mean there's a lot of people that will just teach you the stuff for free. You can watch YouTube videos, you could do all sorts of things in order to build a skill set. So The usefulness of college, the fact that it's like, oh, we're hiding this knowledge and we're going to charge you for this knowledge. I mean, really, what do you need? You need a fucking teacher or you need a manual. No, what you need is YouTube. Well, you're right. YouTube can take care of both of those things. That's the thing that college is never really
1: the the only advantage that college could possibly give you that you can't get from uh, watching YouTube videos on your chosen topic is critical thinking skills. And they're also one of the only things that colleges are doing
0: a piss poor job at teaching. Well, right. Because they don't want you to think they want you to parrot back what they believe. And if you need that, all you need is TikTok. Again, the
1: college is unnecessary. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or your favorite podcast.
1: We'll tell you what to think. Yeah. Exactly. It's- I will tell you all kinds of things that I saw in memes that confirm my preconceived biases. <laughs> and you can call that knowledge. You are getting actual knowledge
0: from experts on Grumpy Old Benz. And you could repeat that to people all throughout the day. And they'll be like, where did you hear that crazy shit? And what you say, you look them right in the eye and you say, Grumpy dot com. Send them over. We need more. We need more because uh, we are a value for value podcast. And my God, we're not doing our jobs.
1: I, I, are we just not delivering value? Is that what's going on?
0: I'm guessing either that or everybody can't afford food. so. Uh, <laughs> It was like, how? wait, how dare you if you're listening to the show right now and you're eating a nice Taco Bell, three taco lunch that you pay ninety nine cents for. How dare you put that money towards putting food in your face rather than sending it to us podcasters who are talking into a microphone?
1: Grumpy old Ben's is far more important than human survival.
0: Yes, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, But today we have uh, the few people to thank are those that are on Patreon because it is the first show of the month. And those are the only donors we have today. And our buddy Brian Janak coming in with 10 bucks, Steve McConnell with five bucks and Steve E with five bucks and Dennis Woods with five bucks. You guys are the lifeblood of this show. And we do appreciate these folks because they've been on Patreon for a while. They've been steady. And I know it's great. Everybody wants to send in the big donation. They want to be the, you know, instant knight on no agenda or an insta baron. But, you know, that slow and steady is a really nice thing to have going on. You know, don't save up all your money. Well, steady is is definitely beneficial. Yes, because you can count on it and it's appreciated because you can budget against. it. Yes. Yes, and if you wanted to get involved in the I mean we put so much extra content, we have uh I think the last thing that was uploaded on patreon was a post show I did with uh was it Boobery and Sir Spencer I mean this is going back like uh, it's yeah been a while I mean we could always start you know adding more content to that, but uh i i i I haven't been on patreon
1: long enough that I would probably have to use the password recovery feature like where am I yeah. Because I checked recently, and I do not have an entry for Patreon in my current password manager, which I started using in twenty
0: eighteen damn, but then how are you even on the uh the Carl with the k uh his show the we are who are these podcasts uh because he, like
1: so many podcasters who don't seem to understand the problems of of placing uh, putting all of your communications through a single monolithic corporate entity is using discord for everything. Oh, what a douche. Now, now I use discord for a couple of close friends and my, uh, you know, my Minecraft gaming group and stuff like that. And I do not apologize for the fact that I do use discord for that. But if for some reason I post a meme, which I do often and discord decides that, Oh, you know, you're all right. We're going to shut you down entirely. Then I just text everybody who's in there because, you know, SMS and I do like providing that information to the phone company to archive and tell them, Hey, we're going to this other site or this other place or this IRC channel or this Mastodon server somewhere else. But being a podcast and or any kind of, of entertainment product and having all interactions with your public go through a platform. That can be shut off at the whims of a big Silicon Valley property is just playing
0: with fire. Yeah. You want to back, uh, you want to back up. Yeah. You want to way putting,
1: putting your whole community on YouTube. Terrible idea. Putting your whole community on Facebook, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Snapchat. You know, nobody would ever use that. But anywhere that, that you don't control and somebody can, conceivably delete from out, out from underneath you. And suddenly you have no connection. Like I've seen people who, who got their, their whole forum deleted because of some content violation. And then they put out their next video and they're like, Hey guys, um, I'm going to need you to resubscribe. If you find this video, (laughs) boy, that's not real good
0: for growth. Is it? No. And a lot of people do it. And what you want to use is the wagon wheel method, which I heard this uh, described by somebody that was doing marketing for Britney Spears back in the day. And this was earlier on in the internet. And even then this person was like, yeah, uh, if you get somebody on the, to the Britney Spears YouTube, you don't want them to fucking stay on the Britney Spears YouTube. If you get somebody on Britney Spears Twitter, you don't want them to stay there. You want them, you want to bring them right. You want them to bring them
1: to, to somewhere that, well, that most importantly you control, but, but, the, the value proposition is: let's bring all the people in all these different areas in together, so that you can interact with each other rather than only in your small bubble.
0: That's yes. the value part. And, but, if, uh, and then, as long as you have that, when YouTube says, "Well, no, your content is way yeah. too, uh, way too extreme for yeah. us," then you go, "Well, go to Rumble or go to Bitshoot or go here, when, go here." When, this when YouTube
1: copyright strikes your channel out of existence, for, for music that's copyrighted to Britney Spears and you're like, but I am Britney Spears
0: yes. <laughs> and, and, and there's nobody at Google to listen to you. Yeah, Boobery uh, send in a booster grab. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe Discord nuked my Discord. That's what Discord does, booberry
1: Yeah, it's it's I mean, well, I, I know that Discord has done that in the past. They happen to be better than a lot of other social media Silicon Valley platforms. But that is some faint praise. That's like saying that your cuisine tastes slightly better than liquid diarrhea. Okay, it's a big Silicon Valley company that hasn't censored you yet. Now, if that's the best thing you can say about them,
0: you need to find a backup. Well, there's a lot of people that have built a nice little job, a nice little enterprise on YouTube and are making a decent amount of money because they're on YouTube. But almost to a person, none of them have that backup strategy. Which means if YouTube decides tomorrow that your content is persona known Groton or whatever you say, per, then persona yes, Gratton, yes, then you're you're gone. You have no way to get content to people. You have no way to contact people and tell them where you are. It's a really bad idea because there's a lot of people. If you follow some of these YouTube channels, it's not really a uh, an odd. Story at this point that, like, hey, yeah, we just started this channel. It was just for fun, but we start making so much money. This is now our full-time job, and I've quit my regular job and everything's great. Yeah, yeah, until you that, get canceled on YouTube. Yeah,
1: that works great as long as let's just, just make sure that you own your brand. That's the the most important thing. Own your brand and own your community. And yes. if that means, yep. you know, if that means throwing up a PHP BB on a domain that you own and telling people, hey, all of, you know, we we'll go ahead and post things to the YouTube or the discord or whatever. That's fine. We'll keep doing that because it's a great way to reach people. But for official content, always go here and make it somewhere you own.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um Boobery says, Bandrew says, get a fucking website. And he's like, well, maybe not exactly like that. No, I bet you that's about the way he, Bandrew, he
1: might say that. I don't think it. he'd say it on his channel, Right. but he might
0: say it. Right. Because he knows he knows the YouTube thing. He knows which of the uh, polls you have to stay between. And he really can't say this or that. And yeah. it's, it's an interesting and juggling. I've certainly dropped
1: enough f bombs on this episode of grumpy old Ben's that we would probably be deleted from our channel. If
0: we had one, those damn YouTubers, but Hey, if you want to help support the show, keep the microphones humming and you know, everything working the way it should just go to grumpy old slash donate. Do it now. You, you know, you it's funny.
1: I had that conversation with, uh, with Darren and Graham from Grimerica when they first were looking for a a new, I don't, I don't remember what they had before, but they were looking for a new place for the chats. And, uh, I had reached out to them and said, Hey, you know, we'd love to help you set you up on, uh, an IRC server or an IRC channel. Um, you know, you can use zero node or you can use others. If you want, I'll help you set up on a different network. If you prefer, whatever he says, nah, some of our users said that Discord is better. So we're going to move our entire community to
0: Discord. That's a and bad idea.
1: I, I you know, to be honest, I, I don't know what they're doing. Um, I know they've had some issues, especially with places like YouTube with getting shut down for different things. Um, to my knowledge, Discord has not shut them
0: down yet. But man, what happens to their community when they do? According to Boobery, they've moved now to mattermost, whatever mattermost is. Oh, nice. Finally. What is matter most? Uh, Do you know? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not familiar. <laughs> so we got to stay up on all these things. Okay.
1: Apparently the discord is long gone now. Well, they were there for years and I, okay. So I guess they dodged the bullet. I'm just saying that that was, that was the argument I had way back when, when social media companies weren't nearly as sensory as they are now. Uh, according S- to Servo, serious sensory
0: self-hostable Slack discord alternative is matter. Okay. Now I want one. It's a self-hosted platform. Okay, Boobery. Now maybe we have to look at Great. this. Thanks, guys. That's yet another thing that I have to play with on my personal server now. Right. Set Jerks. that up and then we can let all these guys in and then see who. Uh, yeah,
1: and see if you can crash my server. I right. get it. That's how it works. It's the system. It's a beautiful and, and, thing. I, 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 I'm I seeing a lot of people definitely talking, throwing shade at Discord and they deserve it. Uh, but uh, I just want to point out, yes, I have a Discord account. Yes, I use it for shit posting. Perfectly reasonable for that. There's absolutely nothing there that I couldn't walk away from.
0: Well, that's, that's the main thing. That's right? the way you use a platform like that. Yeah, you do not which want I, your life to be revolving around it, or you don't want your money coming in to be dependent upon it. Which is which is
1: kind of like how you behave with Twitter these days. Right. Which is you, you use it as much as it's a benefit to you. But you could walk away in an instant if you needed to.
0: Yeah. I go, Hey, there's a new show here. And then I disappear until the next show. Yeah. That's how it works. Which is, I mean, that's how the, that's how the big boys use it just for
1: personal self-promotion, not for that horrible, you know, personal human interaction that they you know, that they keep trying to censor.
0: For the human interaction, if you want to do that with me, it's Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L at noagendasocial.com. Get on Mastodon. That's the best place to be. See,
1: that's a great place. The admin there, he he might lie about getting COVID, but he's never censored.
0: We mean Aaron or? Uh, no, I mean, you know what?
1: Forget I said anything. <laughs> We're just starting fights.
0: Wow. <laughs> so did you know that Wikipedia is biased? I've heard that. But they still ask for money, even though they're biased. And then I'm just like, there is that like, fuck you leftist scum.
1: I think everybody knows that Wikipedia is biased with a couple of possible exceptions. This is an MIT study that finds that judges are influenced by Wikipedia. Uh, They decided to do uh, an experiment where they had law students write 150 articles on Irish Supreme Court decisions that didn't have articles before. And then they, you know, they put them all together you know, all Wikipedia style articles, and they randomly chose half of them, posted them to Wikipedia, and the other half they kept offline. And then they measured, uh, they they watched, uh, th- this was all for Irish justice system, and they watched for the next, I it didn't say how long, but I'm guessing a year or more, to see how often those cases were cited by judges in their court system, and whether or not the arguments in court use the wording from the page. And the conclusion they found is that uh, the articles that had a Wikipedia page had an increase in citations more than 20% more than the uh, ones that didn't. And uh, they found that it was especially high if the article supported the argument that the judge was making and of much lower correlation if the article contradicted it. But um, they also found that many, many of the Judgments coming out of real judges in the Irish court system used the exact wording when, when the, uh, when the judgment supported their case that was found on Wikipedia. So the conclusion they come to is that yes, judges, at least judges in Ireland are reading Wikipedia as a proxy for their legal research.
0: That's terrifying.
1: (laughs) It is given that, Wikipedia is, you know, let's let's put aside the systemic bias in one political direction, which is hard to do. Anybody can edit it. And if you are pleading a case in front of an Irish judge, um, your, your law firm, it, it just makes sense to go. You know what? Go start
0: writing Wikipedia pages that support you. Right. And say this was case law. It's like you would think they would have their own internal System where they could search through the cases.
1: Well, they certainly have clerks and paralegals. But uh, the other thing that the study pointed out was this was this was most common amongst the lower courts, which they said that the reason is probably because the lower courts are overburdened and the clerks and paralegals don't have as much time. And so the judges are going to Wikipedia and looking up the thing themselves so that they're not delayed in writing their opinions. Which is a pretty charitable explanation, but let's go ahead and go with it. Either way, you know the higher courts especially have armies of clerks and paralegals that can spend time in law libraries. Well, you want to get these things right,
0: I would think. Maybe you then don't. you
1: shouldn't be using Wikipedia
0: no as your primary source. It's like because even if the uh, even if it was posted by a representative of the court system. They can be edited unless there was some way to lock these things down. But I doubt that's the case here. So somebody well, the, else can go the, and edit the, the leftist
1: admins of Wikipedia can totally lock things down. Yes.
0: They'd be like, "You all well, here, we'll just, this is our, they, yeah.
1: in fact, uh, they locked the page, uh, which is the definition of the word recession.
0: Oh, well, yeah, you know, recently, you, you, that's very confusing <laughs> to people who don't understand that everything is great right now in that, Joe Biden's yeah. America. And that all
1: information is editable. I did I did see another meme. I always like pointing out the memes that I saw because it's content that uh said, I think it was from Babylon B that said uh White House press secretary replaced with an actual gaslight.
0: <laughs> well, this okay. There have been <laughs> some really bad spokesholes. And I will say that uh Raggedy Ann, uh what's your name? Um I don't know. Jen Pisaki. Was way better than this Jean Pierre girl.
1: She was much more entertaining. Um, this one I don't just think has no idea she was, what she saying. She was, n- I, yeah, I, okay. She was also smarter. Yes. She was no more ethical. No, no. Um, her her lies were all the more convincing for her being able to string two sentences
0: together, which helps if you want to. <laughs> Try to, if you want to, if your goal is gaslighting people, then yes. Yes. You should be able to put more than one or two words or sentences together. The more text soup you can throw out there, the more confused people would be. And it's like, did she answer the question? I I have,
1: I have breaking news from my wife. She wanted to inform me that the volcano erupted in Iceland.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to tell me that Mount St. Helens just blew, and you just were about to have a whole different problem. Well, that would in fact be a thing Yeah, (laughs) that would explain the helicopter. I'm not not super close
1: to Mount St. Helens here. (laughs) I actually grew up really close to Mount St. Helens down, but Mount St. Helens is in the South. It's by Vancouver and Portland.
0: No, I'm, uh,
1: I'm much closer to Mount Baker here.
0: And, uh, one called Glacier Peak. Are those ready to explode anytime soon?
1: Uh, Glacier Peak is classified as dormant, um,
0: which there so was Mount St. Helens up until a very time. Mount St. Helens
1: was dormant, yes. <laughs> right now, um Mount Baker, Mount Rainier, and Mount St. Helens are classified as active.
0: Ooh. And the other two big volcanoes in the state are dormant. The fact that people live close to active volcanoes says a lot about our society, doesn't it? Yeah, go go talk to the
1: people in Hawaii
0: uh-huh. who literally
1: live on top of an active volcano. I
0: know. <laughs> it's like then they're surprised when they blow. No, actually, they're not. They're, they're pretty used to it. It's like, oh, this happens every Friday. They're like, it was all it was all fun until the big one.
1: I'm just saying if Mount Rainier is going to go, could it possibly do so soon and maybe take all of Seattle with
0: it? Wouldn't mind. Hey, as long as you have your exit strategy. Yeah, well,
1: obviously, it would be north for that.
0: <laughs> north like, to you go going to Canada. Like, let's, oh, crap. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. Didn't think that went through. I mean, I still can't believe that they won't allow the Canadians without vaccinations over the border. But then you look at the southern border and go, wow, why do you hate Canadians? You're letting all these other people in. Yeah, we,
1: we need to start letting in illegal Canadian refugees. Yes. They've got it much worse than the Mexicans.
0: Yes. Stand by our Canadian brothers. That's all I have to say. Yes, well. I have only one more story, and it's the
1: technical one. I always leave the technical one for the end when everybody's too tired to contradict me.
0: <laughs> is that the uh, is that the secret?
1: Uh, this one is about a side channel de anonymization attack, which was uh, recently reported by. I actually can't tell who reported it.
0: Was this the browser thing?
1: This is a browser thing, sort of. Um, so. Here's the way they explain it, and and the so I originally got this from uh, Gizmodo and Engadget, and uh, both of them approached it the same way that the researchers. This is uh, says it's going to be in the Usenix Security Symposium. Anyway, I'm, I'm you know what I'm not going to bother reading this to find out who did it, but they definitely approach this in a chicken little way. And what they're saying is, um, well, a de anonymization attack is uh, taking a random hit to a website and tying that to a user account somewhere or a name or, you know, some credentials or identity. Right. And, um, so this particular one, what they're saying is, uh, if, if you get hit by this attack, then you won't even know that somebody has determined that when you hit the website that you are, you know, so-and-so at gmail.com or whatever. Um, and they say that this is really important because you can, you use it to pass bad information to particular people, maybe journalists where you change your page, something like that. I, I don't know. Um, the way this one works is uh, you go on to uh, a sharing site. Um, They, the way their proof of concept use Google drive. Uh, you give permissions to the account that you want to detect for sharing some media thing. It could be just a media blob. It could be a video. It could be a bunch of random data, but you, you upload it to the sharing site and you give them permissions so that they have a permission to access and nobody else does. Then you get the target to visit a site that you own that tries to load that resource that has the permissions. And then you can run JavaScript, which does a cache timing attack to see if the browser is being bogged down at the moment you're trying to load it, because that will tell you whether it's successfully loading or not. And what that does is it gets around a lot of cross site scripting things. It gets around um, the, the cross domain barriers inside the browser and it allows your site basically to see, are you the person who has permissions to this media file? Now this is, an interesting attack and the the only thing like like i said the only thing it really gets around is is the 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 cross site origin policies on most browsers which say if you load something from site a the javascript on site b has no way of detecting and and the interesting technical bit is the cache timing attack which checks to see you know how bogged down are we while trying to load this media it, that's kind of clever now the it thing is. that bugged me about this particular one and and the way that uh you know in gadget especially reported was uh you know this is terrible. Now they can get around all privacy blocks. There's no defense. And I went through to the the release from the site, they have a github.io, and they say in the section, is there a defense against these attacks?
0: Yes, there is.
1: And they say, uh wait, it, well, unfortunately, we're not aware of a countermeasure that provides hundred percent protection while also preserving usability and efficiency. They do, however, provide options to mitigate the attack. One is, of course, they've written a browser extension that you can install. <laughs> no, that's they say that will successfully block the attack. Okay, but what other
0: attacks does it open you up to? Anyway, I mean, it's obviously um, a very targeted attack.
1: Um, they also point out that um, third-party cookies and cross-site requests are required so you could disable those and the whole thing stops working. Safari, Tor, and Firefox already do that by default. Um, the other thing that apparently never really occurred to them or or they just don't want to consider because it's so built in to the foundation of the web that these things must always be Turn is Java. I, if you block JavaScript, the whole thing stops working. If you don't visit an owned site, they can't hack you. Or how about this one: Don't browse while signed into Google.
0: That's a bad idea.
1: And, and then, like, that. I mean, obviously, the JavaScript part of it—that's a big thing. But everybody runs JavaScript, so it's perfectly safe for hackers to exploit, right? But log out of Google once in a while. That—that's how. That's the the crux of the whole thing is that your Google login is being used as a cross site attack where you are visiting a page. You happen to be logged into Google and now they've got you because you really wanted the convenience of always being logged into Google on every site that you visit. Well, Well,
0: convenience is important. Use proton mail.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, use what's, what's uh. John C. Dvorak's one, the one where he gets no spam. Squirrel mail.
0: Something, yeah. but That's in exactly. his own domain. So that's just a program on Dvorak.org. None but he of, gets no spam. Right. None of my emails on Dvorak.org are, are spam. Hey, so. you know
1: what? I don't get any email at Dvorak.org either. So it proves or it any spam spam yep. I don't get any spam at Dvorak.org because I get no email. <laughs> Did you know that Winamp is
0: back? It really whips the llama's ass. Uh-huh. I was just kind of happy to see that. I don't know why that they have a is, new release candidate. Okay,
1: what is it back though?
0: It is. Cause, uh, it is because
1: Win M two Win two was amazing. Win App three forever. Win five can go suck a llama's balls. Yeah, there's a new release candidate
0: that seems uh, like they may be back to their uh, original kind of concept. But uh,
1: I was thinking somebody was eventually going to have to just re implement the whole thing.
0: It'll be interesting to see. I mean, because people have moved away from it in droves because it hasn't really been all that useful with the more recent operating systems.
1: That was, it was absolutely the best media player on any platform ever for long, long after other things started coming out. Yes. Like it whipped the crap out of real player or a uh, windows media player or what the hell was everybody using back then? All the flash-based garbage. Oh, well,
0: yeah. That It really whipped the llama's ass. Over four years in development, they are officially bringing back the popular media player. Uh, you can go to, there's an article on Bleeping Computer about it, that they have a link to the, uh, to the latest release. So we'll see when this actually comes out of beta. Um, but it seemed well to work. here's hoping it doesn't suck yeah i downloaded it. it reminded me a lot of what it used to be so it was uh and it was did nice you oh, virus yeah.
1: scan yourself afterward
0: real player too yeah, yeah that's also you know uh, we want to make sure they're not adding more spyware but we do we do that with regularity with i mean stuff that did, i download
1: win app 3 was amazing and win app 5 was garbage i don't remember why they skipped version 4 but they did because the company sold out to aol yes. in between
0: They ceased development after version 5.666 was released in 2013. No question why that was .666. (laughs) Wow. Uh, It said in October of 2018, I had no idea this happened, but then a newer version, Windows 5.0, Winamp 5.8, I'm sorry, was leaked online, and then the developers decided to publish it themselves, according to the Winamp.com website. Since then... They've been promising an updated version that will have cloud streaming support and more modern features, and uh, now it's here. It is here. It looks like you could actually put in your uh, podcasts and stuff, and it would keep up to date with that. So they are putting stuff in that the old Alexa never Plus. had, which would be nice if you could just use this as a podcast player as well. Maybe if they add a little uh, podcasting uh, two Yeah, I was going to gonna it. say, are they are they going to
1: support? the the value tag and live items because i want that
0: that would be nice that would i be would nice. use that
1: i might even i might even give up VLC for the first time in a decade
0: <laughs> yeah if this could just you know you got WinApp open it just pops up hey new podcast that would be nice that would be nice so we'll see hopefully this it's, it's kind of the nostalgic thing for for us because we use this non-stop back in the day for playing all audio and then uh then they disappeared but it's it, kind of nice It was how audio happened back in the day. Yes. So it's kind of nice that it's back. We'll see if it's good or if it sucks. And and we'll tell you.
1: I'll tell you the one feature that Winamp had that uh, VLC doesn't have. And no other player that I have had run on my system has ever figured this out. And it's so basic. I want to be able to take a folder full of MP3s drag them into the playlist. Now, VLC supports that just fine. And now I want to right-click and say, randomize this playlist. Now, all players have the little button that says play randomly, where it goes to a different part of the playlist, but that doesn't change the playlist. That just changes where the pointer in the playlist jumps around like crazy. But that doesn't help me if I'm building a playlist to play for myself or others or something, and I'm like, I just want my default to be the whole playlist random, but I really want to listen to this one next. And I drag that to the next position. Well, that doesn't help if your pointer is jumping all around, you have no idea where the position is. Right. And it's, it's the silliest thing. Here's, here's another feature that Winamp had that no player that I've ever encountered has in Winamp, at least three, the one that I like, if you hit control and click on the stop, it doesn't kill your song right now. It plays to the end of the track and then stops cleanly.
0: Ooh, convenient.
1: What player does? Why don't players have that? What? That, again, if you're DJing for a fraternity full of people, that's a pretty damn useful thing. You're so like, <laughs> I want the track to end and I want to talk after this and then I'll hit play when I'm ready to go. But no, there, no player has that. You've got to time and wait till the end of the song and hit stop and hope that you don't forget and hit it early and you know cut off the riff or even worse hit it late and you get the first riff of the next song in the playlist
0: it is not easy to be a dj
1: i just okay you know what now i'm just ranting for the sake of ranting we should
0: probably exit at this point before the before the black helicopters come in and officially remove you from your current location and bring you to uh well we can't talk about that but We will be back again for another show sometime soon, next Wednesday, most likely, right here. Same bat time, same bat channel, except there's no COVID bats here. And I may even remember to uh, do the live tag next time, so people will see this in their podcasting 2.0 enabled apps. Let's not make
1: promises we can't
0: keep. Yeah, I know. Let's hope all the audio just damn well works. But with that said, I am Darren O'Neill, coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where, you know, all's good.
1: And from America's left coast, where the black helicopters are now arriving to pick up my ballot. I'm Ryan
0: Bemrose. So racist. i